That's right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Fly Casual. Tonight, we're getting down and we're getting dirty, right? We're Teenage Mutant Power Turtles. That's right. Stick around for another Fly Casual. Wait, that was a British one, was it? Fly Casual. Let's get ready to wrinkle. I'm just going to be honest. I think my vanilla ice impression was a better iced tea impression than my iced tea impression I, back in the old oh, uh, the old ice. That tea. was supposed That's to right. be vanilla ice. That's what I uh, my point made. Thank was that, you. Was that fan of the week? That was supposed to be iced tea. Yeah, that's right. Fan iced tea, Star Wars fan of the like week. The week. <laughs> like the dude from Law and Order? Well, no, yeah. it was supposed to be vanilla ice just now, but I think it sounded more like iced tea than vanilla ice. And, you're, and I, more and like iced tea than my iced tea impression. Yeah, which <laughs> sounded like uh, somebody else. Apparently. I forget. I forget. Yeah. I remember someone pointed out to us who that actually sounded like, and they were right. Yes. Is what they were. But it's who? not about sweet... Sweet nineties, uh, sweet nineties pop hip hop. I don't know that, but that, that book club though. Be. I think we need to revisit that book club. <clears throat> the book club, that yeah, that's right. I see talking about the Star Wars book club with all the other rappers. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Fat I <Chad>. forgot <laughs> all of the <laughs> DJ God, spreadsheet. I used to be so clever. <laughs> DJ spreadsheet, man. He was DJ my spreadsheet. <laughs> You didn't want to mess with that mofo. He'd put you in the ground. Yeah, dude. Yeah. He'd pivot your table. He would wreck classics. your shiz with numbers. <laughs> Former accountant, DJ Spreadsheet. That's right. DJ Spreadsheet. Just wait till he divides by zero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, then, then he just becomes a div zero. That, that was yeah, his... Man. He adopted that name later. Zero. That's right. He be. <laughs> it was like Puff Daddy becoming P. Diddy. DJ Spreadsheet became Div Zero. Didn't they do a flyby across the moon and somebody shot out the window? Dude, I don't remember. <laughs> what? Now I want to go back. Somebody tried to shoot their initials into the moon. Oh, that, <laughs> <laughs> that was on the tick. You know what's, yeah, that's you know what's really awesome? When I forget my own jokes and then find them hilarious. <laughs> Oh, the Star Wars book club with all with all gangster rappers. Yeah. That was good stuff. God, man. we used to care. Remember? <laughs> we used to care. That's true. Those were good times. So long Ladies ago. and gentlemen, welcome back to Fly Casual episode number Bling, nim, it's BM. A palindrome. BM. Three five three. Woo, three five three. Yay. Backwards not, and forwards, baby. Not, not three four three. No. Like like Halo. No. Three six three. Three five three eight three. And three nine three is right out. Right. Right out. out. Yep. Three whatever three. <laughs> five three. Three five three. And that's why we've been doing it for so long. That's why you know we yeah. don't put the kind of effort in we used to for the <laughs> we're, gags and things like we're that. We're the three fifty threes. We are. We are like the BMs. <laughs> I don't know if you plan on putting that entire conversation at the end of the episode. <laughs> But I am going to say that starting a 
REM tribute band that sings only in the style of the B-52s and call them the BMs with yeah. Garrick as the front man is yeah, man. possibly the greatest idea ever to come out of this podcast of all, <laughs> all time. time. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to shake my forever. head like Michael Stipe. I'll do it. <laughs> but leave like one like really pompadour-esque strip like the dude from the B-52s. <laughs> right, right on the side. Yeah. One side. <laughs> one side. Popping out. <laughs> exactly. You got you a Chrysler. It's as big as a whale. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. my goodness. That's a great yeah. idea. Are you losing your religion, though? We'd do that if I had my drugs. He's losing his religion. <laughs> That's, you know, I, I I feel you. I feel you on that, Garrick. I mean, I just don't want to see it go too far. I don't want to see us fall suffer to our own hubris. <laughs> you know, and then like you go into a drug spiral and they have to like revitalize VH1 just to do a behind the music on us. I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's my life goal now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. First, bring back VH1 behind the music. Have that's such a important. horrible musical Zeppelin crash that they have to bring back VH1 <laughs> just to cover it. You know, a regular documentary, it's not going to do it. It's no. not going to do it. We need VH1 behind We're going to go. We're going to make VH1 go back to music. It's going to be great. If we do that, can we get pop up video back? Because that was the Aww, greatest thing that, that ever happened. The kids, the kids don't watch videos with the, the music anymore. They I wouldn't know, appreciate it. That was the thing. Pop-up video actually should have been an indicator that that was going to happen because yeah. pop-up video came along when they realized that music videos weren't interesting enough on their own. <laughs> Let's add the stuff Let's that happened the, to the drama the from behind, behind it scenes, so that yes. you can actually <laughs> enjoy it. And then the rest of us went, oh, music videos. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. I'm your basement proprietor, Mr. Corey T. Wilson. Across from me as Per use. Per use. Michael Most J. Archibald. Hello. Hey, thank you for my Spark Zero. You drained that Mountain Dew Spark I did. Zero sugar. I don't get these very much, man. Do you think if we say the word Mountain Dew Spark Zero Sugar enough, more gas stations will start carrying it? Say it, it into our devices, and I guarantee that Facebook and Twitter and everybody yeah. else. So start I need to sit with my device, <laughs> like friend of the show Andy, with my Furby, just whispering Mountain Dew Spark Zero Sugar, Mountain Dew Spark Zero Sugar, Mountain Dew Spark. That's how he trained my Furby to say the word poop. Oh, he okay. sat with it for three days straight over a New Year's <laughs> holiday, going poop, 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 <laughs> and eventually the Furby learned to go Dalikuwa, foof. <laughs> that is a 100% true story over there master control Mr. Stephen J. Howie I um I do like poop it's nice to have a poop huh. yes interesting yeah 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 and I'm not I'm not afraid to say it. I had a couple of ghost wipers lately and I felt very rewarded oh, wow. ghost wipers are the best <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> now, mind you, Howie's not laughing at what I said. Howie's shaking laughing at Mike's. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Chuck <laughs> oh, went up to my- I don't want to give away the game. I don't want to give it away. I don't know, that would show hubris on my part. <laughs> I don't want to do it. I think it would behoove us to move on. <laughs> you're, you're right. When you're right, you're right. Across the pond and down a few Mr. Garrick, not Jay Hardy. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Five my brothers, we would move on. Uh, I'll bet. This is crazy. I'll bet. Well, in that case, let's not horse around and say straight out of HR Compton, Mr. Sancho Panda there back at last. Yay. What, what? what sound so does the panda excited. make? <laughs> 
I don't know. Just choose on bamboo. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondered. When, when, what? When they're making love or when they're eating bamboo? Just in general. <laughs> Either or Either is one's fine. fine. Well, one they of them is. Both sound the same knowing pandas, right? I think they sound like That's Jack the making Black. love sound. Okay. Oh. Good to know. Mm-hmm. Wow. Making love to a bamboo <laughs> with their mouths. <laughs> I feel so bad for the listeners. Ah, <laughs> uh, hey guys, it's. T- <laughs> I didn't think it was going to usually kick this having kind of HR would off. usually having HR would be control on their best behavior. I, you guys are new. too acclimated to me now. <laughs> I have so much paperwork. Oh, well, boys, I've I've worked up a sweat. <laughs> You know, this podcast used to be a Star Wars podcast. I'm just saying. At one point. one time. Do you remember? Is that where the name comes I from? Remember. <laughs> is is that, where the name is that why these coasters look like they, the Millennium Falcon they, going into hyperspace? They exist. They're here. What? Nobody buys them, but they're here. Yes, Sancho, I have fly casual coasters on the recording table. <laughs> Ooh. Good stuff. I well, Star Wars is in the news this week, boys. <gasps> what? They're so, doing that stuff? so we're like fresh off of Obi Wan, and and after is there such a thing as being the, fresh off of Obi Wan? After the success, quotey fingers that Mike is <laughs> of doing, Obi Wan. <laughs> <laughs> they so successfully released it. They are. They did. They did do <laughs> that. Something. It, was, it happened. That's for sure. It sure did. All right. Happen. So their next big thing they're pushing is the new Andor series. So we had the big trailer release and all that yeah. good stuff. And it looks so much better than Obi Wan. <laughs> <laughs> like not even a little bit. Like a lot of bit. You know what? I, okay. So I don't want to get my hopes up. Too Nobody high. does, Mike. We've been hurt so many times. I know. Times. I know. But okay. So this is what I'm telling myself in my brain. If I go back and ask myself, since Disney S- took wait, over. No, no. You have to refer to yourself as self. If I go back and ask myself, self, 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 what would I deem the most successful thing that Disney has brought forth since they took over? In terms of quality Quality, in your own perception. In my own perception, I think most people's perception, if they're honest with each other, I would say Rogue One personally. I... I, I, to me, it's bar none. <laughs> I I like Rogue One a lot. I, I have love. never been as hardcore about Rogue One as a lot of the salty fans, even though I am a salty fan. But salty fan. I feel like that's fair. Rogue One. Dude, when you look at everything that's been put out. Yeah, there. it's kind of like everything else. <laughs> I like Solo a lot, but Solo, fun as oh, it is, sure, is right. not the level of quality that Rogue One Correct. Is. That's what I would say the exact same thing. Can, can we all just um, go actually, around, I would, and I would hold Solo in higher regard than probably hmm. the sequel trilogy. Solo so. is uh, probably second to the Mandalorian. Yeah, or third. Maybe. Third. Yeah, it's maybe. Rogue One, Mando, Solo. Yeah. And then that's, well, Book that's of Boba fair. Fett. Yeah, and that's somewhere in there. Yeah. yeah. There. What about Obi Wan? Is that last? <laughs> no, it's no, not last. No, it's not last. <laughs> you want to talk about the one that would be last? No, I don't. I, 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 know how he does. I do <laughs> not. I do not. Once upon a time, oh, there yeah. was a little writer director named Ryan Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hi, Mark. He, he was a poo poo. He. I just like poking the hornet's nest. <laughs> okay, so this trailer's kind of caused a little bit of excitement and stuff, and. 
on top of that, right after they release that thing, there's this big announcement that they're going to be doing this IMAX release of Rogue One now. Mm -hmm. Woo! And I gotta say, I'm probably going to go see it. I After watching this trailer for this series, which I have for years said, no one asked for this. Yeah. After seeing this trailer... I can only summarize my response in the words of the immortal Jesse Spano. <laughs> I'm so excited. And you just can't I'm hide so it? excited. I'm so scared. <laughs> Man, well, you know, that's, that's, caffeine pills. That's what we say about Garrick's mom. That's true. <laughs> every time. Is Literally every time. Trevor no one asked for it, but that's what we say. Yeah. <laughs> the trick. They is this the, the Trevorrow cut or the? <laughs> you missed all the Jurassic now, Park supposedly, talk last episode. Now, when, with this release, okay, so somehow this release, they're either going to show footage of Andor or maybe show the first episode at the end of this or something. I don't know. I, there's kind of whispers of what they're actually going to do with this IMAX release. They're going to mm. tie it into the series somehow. I don't know. Yeah, like I'm completely perplexed by the whole IMAX thing. I don't get it. Yeah, Unless, I, except for the fact that what was obvious from the from the teaser footage is that the thing that jumped out at me right away uh-huh. was that it is far more intentionally cinematic yes. than mm. anything they've yeah. done in a long time. I would time. agree. Oh, good, 100%. And, good point. Yeah, when for, I say, from what we saw, we say this now. From what right, we saw. from what we've seen. I'm seriously Jesse Spanoing out on this. I'm on the caffeine pills. You know, I need Zach to calm me down. Um, I seriously was so impressed with the style of the cinematic footage, which was predominantly CG, right? But the sweeping vistas, like mm-hmm. I would actually compare this, Garrick. Huh? Hand check. I would compare this to Dune. <laughs> Woo, Dune! Because oh, Dune, do another hand check. You better. Yeah, right. <laughs> Dune has has these giant sweeping nuts. vistas that are meant to feel oppressive in scope. They're so huge, and like like almost like Russian brutalism in style. And that relates to a conversation I had with an ex coworker recently um, about like how we love the style of Dune because of how huge and, and and imposing it is. That's what I was getting from some of these like big establishing shots yeah. out of the trailer for Andor, which. I did not expect that level of intentional craft because y'all remember that laser fence in Obi-Wan that they couldn't just walk around for some reason. <laughs> yes. Right. I mean, everything was a microcosm in that show. And this yeah. looks like looks yeah. like the opposite. Everything they've done, including Mandalorian. And don't get me wrong. I love the Mandalorian. Yep. It still feels like a TV show. It still yeah, feels, it like, feels like a microcosm. Right. It doesn't feel like a big thing. So obviously they're they're dumping into this. All we can hope for, I guess, at this point is if they're dumping that kind of money into the presentation. Does it the take trailer. that much money or does it just take someone to stop and think? Well, does it take someone to thumbnail out a that's, scene? That's what I'm saying. If they're putting this much money on presentation, hopefully they're putting that much effort into the right story, right. <laughs> into the story. So, yeah, to me, it, it you know, we talked about. Why do we need to know a cashing story? Kind of know what happened. I, I still don't know. Well, just from the preview, it just seems like it's not really about cashing. That, that's about a good point. Boom. That's the one of the world around him. Yes. Nailed it. Yes. And I have, I, I just the, wonder the, if that's actually how it's like the, be. The, the whole world and story that maybe sculpts what he goes through, like the thing that divines his path. Right. Or all the things that divine or his path. Thing- and I'm, I'm suddenly like, wow, I'm really stupid. I got, I got some game <laughs> of, like a little bit of Game of, of Thrones type vibes, as in. There's a lot of competing powers. Yes. The, yes. Politi- the political There's intrigue looked great. Who yeah. the heck are all those Imperials? I don't yeah, know, right. but I want to. Right. And yeah. I'm so scared. 
I know, me too. <laughs> yeah, we didn't get that level in uh, Obi Wan. It was simple, like, oh, these are definitely the bad guys, and those are definitely the good guys. No, we didn't There's get no, that level in the few, sequel no trilogy. No, 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 no. There was the chick who was a bad guy and a good guy at the same time. Oh, well, well, yeah. <laughs> and there was the guy pretending to be a Jedi. Yeah, that yeah, guy. Yeah, remember yeah, him? Yeah, remember okay, he was a right, celestial. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Playing the same character in both of yeah, yeah. Just about yeah. everything. I mean, <coughs> come on, on Johnny. Have... Is he known for his range? I didn't see his finger guns, though. You know what, though? Go see the big sick. <laughs> his based, finger blasters? Big sick, yeah. loosely based on his actual life story and very good movie. I actually like him a lot, but I just I feel like he's he's not a one trick pony. But I'm not good. All right, pigeonholes. He's being pigeonholed. I would say that's probably more the case. He's got a certain type type of character that he plays well, and it's based on who he is as a person. But that has its place in a lot of different things. Right, there and unfortunately, go. he's not Hugh Grant. <laughs> <laughs> you mean white, tall, and talk like this? <laughs> All right, it's true. It works for him. He's landed a lot of roles just playing himself. Well, honestly, all right, a little bit of a digression here, but to be Pakistani and have that kind of suave confidence oh, has yeah. has an irony to it that is attractive to have in several different type, types of vehicles. So it, it works, but yeah. yeah, it doesn't work as widely as Hugh Grant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. As widely I did not say that. <laughs> Whoa, HR's here. Wait a minute. Sancho, <laughs> no, I'm just I feel diversity training. <laughs> I feel attacked. <laughs> now, if you were a white guy saying that to me, I'd laugh. <laughs> but I feel attacked. Right? Well, I mean, just me being here is helping with diversity, That's true. right? That's true. The show is too too male and too pale. Oh, yeah. Oh, we're well, just really just wait till you see uh, Hugh Grant in the Dungeons and Dragons movie. Maybe he's maybe <laughs> oh. stretching a little bit. There you go. Hmm. By the way, I feel bad. I completely whiffed on Hugh Grant for a second there, and I apologize. I was thinking of what's the guy from Operation Petticoat and. Uh, the actor who was, uh, geez, what was his name? Cary Grant. Cary Grant. Oh, that's Cary. what I was thinking. Of. <laughs> oh no, you're thinking of Cary Fisher. Different. Sorry, sorry, everybody. I was Mike's age for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow! I did level up today in age. So, <laughs> right. yeah, I Second saw that imagine. on Facebook. Second, <laughs> I haven't yet. <laughs> we talked about that last week. I haven't looked at Facebook yet. <laughs> I should. I really should. And then say the blanket thank yous Happy. that no one sees. Yeah, I was going to say instead of yeah. Yeah, saying thank you to everybody individually. You just thanks say, hey, to everybody thanks for everybody. the birthday I wishes. It, thanks. I don't I use, it was I don't a great day. I just sat home and did I don't nothing. use Facebook. Yeah, I worked. <laughs> I worked. <laughs> I recorded a couple of podcasts. It was pretty sweet, I guess. Whatever. Bye. <laughs> <I> guess. <laughs> but we, we digress. Anyway, a so lot. is anybody, anybody else interested in seeing Rogue One in the IMAX? Because maybe I we am. can do a group thing or something. I'm I, always I'm, up for a group thing with you, Mike. Dang oh, yeah. that's me, you, and Garrick's I'd mom my later. Brothers, yeah. I'd be up there with you guys. guys can I be Garrick's mom? This do we time. even have an IMAX? I don't even know if we have a local IMAX. Well, anymore. we did. <sighs> See, but Jefferson Point had one, but I don't know that since AMC took it over, if they even do IMAX. Over let there me anymore. let me describe to you how much of a crap AMC gave. <laughs> When Zeros? they took over the rave. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> I'm done describing it. Yeah. And that's why they've closed down one of the two theaters. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We if, only have two now. If right? Regal has a 
pseudo IMAX yeah. couple of cinemas. Well, that's I, all Jefferson Point was, was a pseudo one. Yeah, the, we, we don't have real... I guess we have to go back up no, to Kalamazoo again like we did for Superman Returns. <laughs> and they, is, is, is that IMAX on the north side of Indy still active or no? I don't know. Yes. I never went it to that is. one. Oh, north we, side? we saw episode... I always episode. used to pass on IMAX, but when I pass there now, it's the IMAX sign isn't on the building anymore. Oh, I don't know. We saw episode two in Cincinnati. Yeah, at IMAX is, that, is that the AMC Castleton? Is that the one you're talking? Yeah, that would have been Northside. Right. Castleton's yeah. Northside. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's still there, and they are showing it there. Oh, okay. okay. Well, maybe that's uh, Howie. Are you in for a little? Drive. Wait, 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 yeah. wait, wait. Will this be open by Labor Day? This I don't know. Because maybe that's yeah. how we get Mike to ditch his kids and come down to Labor Day. <laughs> come down it's, on, it's only open. It's only out for like a week. I yeah, think. it's gonna be maybe not even a full week. We have to look into that. We have to look into. I mean, I was I'd be up for even seeing it in non IMAX. To be honest with you, yeah. I, yeah. it's been a while since I've watched it, and I it's time. It's time to watch it again. Anyway, yeah. So that's that's one I have of my bold I can prediction. Watch I have Ooh, a bold, bold prediction. prediction. What's the bold prediction? Uh-oh. It's going to do better than when they did the first two episodes of Inhuman. <laughs> wow, Sancho, that's bold. I got a prediction. It's going to do better than the second release of Morbius. <laughs> the, the second release of Morbius not included on American Airlines <laughs> as established two weeks ago. Oh, my God. Oh, boy. Uh, well, Mike, any other news that's today? That's all I had for news. Oh, my gosh. That means it's time to talk about some Ninja Turtles. Woo! Uh, uh. Ninja. Go, Ninja. Actually, Wee. I was wrong. It's time for the Pork yeah. Bite of the Week. I wondered. <laughs> I thought you were oh. saving it or something. Again? Again? <laughs> Again. I don't know if y'all know this, but the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, when that movie first came out, you know, the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie? Oh, yeah. I think I know. You may remember that television was awash with Pizza Hut commercials. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pizza okay. Hut commercials tying that in. annoyed? With the TMNT movies. No, Garrick. The Noidwood Dominoes. Man, were you even a lock? No, probably not. Anyhow. I wasn't living anyway. In the film itself, the pizza provider featured was Domino's Pizza. Yeah, what the heck? But Pizza Hut had all the ad rights. And that's because up until the very last minute, even after shooting had completed... Pizza Hut and Domino's were fiercely competing for the rights to advertise with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because everybody done known the turtles done love these pizzas. They do. That's like their thing. I can still sing the song at the beginning of the VHS. (laughs) (laughs) About, uh, About Pizza Hut. I don't remember that, but I feel like it's, I should, and I'm mad. Yeah, it's about a kid playing in right field. Uh, oh, my gosh. I play right field. Oh. It's important. You know, it's got a very uh, Neil Diamond. Yes. Like, you gotta it, know oh, my how gosh. To you got to know how to throw. I am seriously having, uh, what's that drug movie that we love, hate, Garrick? <laughs> requiem for a dream. I'm having a requiem for a dream moment where my, like, my, my pupils are dilating at like light speed. <laughs> 
and I'm like being sucked into a memory because of what you just did. Oh, <laughs> I haven't thought about that in 30 years, dude. Oh my gosh. Yes. I totally remember that now. Wow. <laughs> I almost wore that VHS out. I'm going to be honest. I definitely and wore mine out. Then bought the DVD as soon as it was in the 588 bin at Walmart. So. <laughs> Did you know the, the voice of uh, Michelangelo in the 1990s movie was also the Pizza Hut or Domino's delivery guy? I did not know that. Ooh. Yeah. You're going to piss off Porkins kid when he hears this episode. Because <laughs> he's already left. His mom's car has just squealed her tires out in the cold. Oh, got him. Yep. It's the clean truth. Ninja Turtles. Bros. You want to hear, hear another fact about the 1990s movie? I'm, I am I can't wait. Like, I'm literally <laughs> on pins and needles. You remember when Raphael got hit by a cab and that guy was like, what's that? Th what was that? Yeah. That was the voice of Raphael saying that. Oh! <laughs> Wait, was the Are cabbie or the guy in the back seat? The guy in the back seat. Okay. Because the cabbie goes, I don't know, looked like a turtle in a... <laughs> what is it? A trench coat? <laughs> a trench coat, yeah. Which is exactly what it was. I could, as a kid, I had no idea what the next sentence was because he says, you're going to LaGuardia. Yeah, right? you're going and to LaGuardia, weirdest, right? Yeah. Weirdest word. So I never knew what he said there. In the late like, 80s. You're not from around here, right? Like, what is he saying? Yeah. Funny word. In the late 80s and early 90s, everything that took place in New York had to have a gag about how whatever crazy thing is happening is normal because it's New York, right? We're in mm -hmm. we're in like the later stages of like uh, Rudy Giuliani, New York. So we're still feeling the 1970s garbage strikes and where everything was insane all the time. Every joke was about, ah, this is normal. It's New York. What are you going to do? Like, you know, like Ghostbusters was full of references <laughs> like that. And Ninja Turtles did not lean away from it at nope. all. But tonight we're not just talking about the TNT TMNT movie. We're talking nope. about the entirety of intros. This could be meaty. The only saving grace is that Howie and Mike don't give a F. Well, here's, <laughs> this is here's the thing, man. Ninja Turtles, in terms of where I was growing up, was just... Oh, yeah. I was just... Mike, had, all that. Mike had just started investing <laughs> in his 401k. <laughs> at that he time. just retired from the <laughs> Navy. No, man. I was, I was too busy smoking and, and hooking up, man. What are you smoking and hooking up. <laughs> I was smoking doobies and rolling hoes. <laughs> now, I, seriously, though, I just missed the whole Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle craze. I it know. came right after like, my honestly, time. I know you did. And Howie, who is a year... You know, year or year and change older than me, I was just young enough to grapple onto this. Yeah, like just young, and I did. Don't get me wrong, because I was old enough to be like, "Here's the new thing that I'm going to double down on." Consciously go, I'm in. Yeah, not like just be like, "Oh, all the kids are talking about." It. I was like, "Nope, this is cool. It's got fighting <laughs> and stuff, and I'm going with it." Got fighting and stuff. Had it come out a year later, I would have probably missed the boat entirely. Yeah, yeah. Now, so when I say strange time, had it come out a year later, what I'm referring to is the '80s cartoon, the comic. Oh, no, I am not referring to the <laughs> Eastman and Laird comics, which, mm. in the entire scope of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I feel there are so many discussions to be had over. Which property is trying to lean more into the cartoon from the 80s and more into the Eastman and Laird comics? Because I feel like 
everything from the toys to every iteration of the shows and every movie, there's so many different pieces that where people go, well, we want to be more like the comics in yeah, this way. They all do that. Yeah. And they all, but they all do it in different ways. Yeah. Right. It's You're different right. every time. Mm-hmm. It's different every time. Sancho, yeah. you yeah. wanted to be here for Ninja Turtles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to rewind all the way back to the very beginning. And I'm curious how many of you know, you probably all know this, but how many of you know that when they started out the Ninja Turtles, they made their origin story like sort of a spoof knockoff of Daredevil? Yeah, I knew that. Yeah. I guarantee you Howie and Mike, who are both looking at their tablets right now, did not. (laughs) Did not. You are correct. Mike. Mike, if you could pay attention for just a minute, okay. Can I, can I blow you. your Howie, mind? Howie, go, go wherever you want, but All Mike, right. pay attention for a minute. <laughs> Mike, you like Daredevil. You like Daredevil, Mike. Mike I Mike, do Mike, because Mike. of you, Garrett. What is the what is the you know the mouse's name in Ninja Turtles? The you mouse. The the rat. The rat. Their, yeah. Their leader. If you tell me, I'll know. I, I right. Scar. It's, it's is it Splinter. Scar? No, Splinter. Splinter. That's right. And what's what was Daredevil's teacher's Stick. name? Stick. Stick. Don't Stick. answer, Garrick. <laughs> Allow me to <laughs> silently mouth it to Mike so he can feel like he can answer. Okay. The the Ninja Turtles fight the foot. Who did Daredevil fight? <gasps> oh, the hand. The hand. There, that time we nailed it. <laughs> that is that is correct. They um huh, interesting. They they the turtles happen to like mutate. When a boy saved a man from a truck. Okay, and, and Daredevil. <laughs> in the, it was hit in the head with a radioactive the ooze. In theory. It, it then hit the turtles, yeah. the, you know, fishbowl or whatever, and went with them down into the sewer and okay. the turtles were flying. So the theory is that Matt Murdock was the kid on the street and the turtles were down <laughs> in the sewers. That's funny. Yep, yeah. definitely. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. And there's yet to be a crossover. Yeah, which is heck? ridiculous because it they, is like, obvious. Oh, wait a minute, is are the <laughs> are the Ninja Turtles Marvel or no? No, they're not. No. They've done crossovers with Batman though. But several. they did have a series run on Image, which is owned by DC. Yep. Yeah. And that was a very, very, very dark, even by Ninja Turtle standards series. It's it's a good. It's a good. Yeah. I've got the first two volumes of the thing. I still need to get the third one. But it's I good. don't have any of them. I am only repeating what I've read. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that's a fun a fun start. The the original like the writing is kind of clunky. It's very eighties, you yeah. know, the way they talk and stuff. But um, as a kid, if you picked up those original comics, like when they released the the colored volume versions, oh, later white, on, yeah, yeah, and it's like it's so bloody and violent, and you're just like, this is awesome, <laughs> especially back then. Yeah, like yeah. katanas are used to stab people, and Leonardo stabbed lots of ninjas. <laughs> yep, finally puts those swords to good use because yep. the Foot Clan was a group of people. Not mm-hmm. robots, as portrayed right, right. in the in the <laughs> original cartoon, which of course had to be dumbed down for network afternoon kids television. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, okay, what was everybody's first exposure to Ninja Turtles? And by everybody, I mean Sancho Garrick and me. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, it was definitely the cartoon first. Yeah. They're like they weren't even on my radar at all until. The cartoon came out, and I probably started watching like right from the beginning. Yeah, Garrett. Um, I actually 
didn't watch the cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen a few episodes. It was the toys. Yeah. Um, yeah, fair enough. Friend, I have a mm-hmm. friend in, uh, what grade were we in? I don't know. Whatever grade. Be like fourth or fifth grade, I think, when it yeah, came out. Who, like, would just, his parents would just buy him all the toys. Dude. Yeah, the, Everyone uh, has a friend like that. I didn't. Sewer, I wished I had. <laughs> in the sewer playset, he had all the all the originals, oh you gosh. know, all the uh-huh. different variants. Wait, he did he have the enemies? The, the originals, did they have the hard heads or the rubber heads that they had to discontinue because they were coming <laughs> off and were a choking hazard? I need to know. <laughs> I think they were the hard heads. Okay. I, had, I had a if couple I, of both. I don't know. A, the rubber heads are worth ago. a lot more. I had a are couple they? of both. Now I got to go rummage through my drawers. But mine, yeah, we just, mine was we the cartoon. Mine, mine was the cartoon. I don't think I started like right away. But I clamped onto it soon after, and I think part of it was I had a friend from my church who was into it, who was a year older than me, and I was surprised that he was into it. And so I was like, well, I'll give it a shot. And I, at that point, the hook was set right away. And what was so crazy about it was at the time, the word mutant was almost like a bad word. Hmm. In some circles, like mutations were like a gross, a gross thing. It's, it's, it's icky. And most kids television, it was still kind of, I mean, we were still like, we're right in the throes of the early onset Disney afternoon, you know, or Scrooge McDuck and stuff like that. Kids Mm -hmm. television was still really, really vanilla in terms of not pushing the envelope. You know, Tiny Toot Adventures was huge because we just stuck (laughs) Steven Spielberg's name on Looney Tunes. And that was like, oh, great. (laughs) Um but here you have this thing that comes along and it's like, oh, it's gross. And there's like mutagen and ooze. And it's like, I mean, we've been coming out of uh, what were those things like those gross baseballs and baseball bats? Like, what were those things? You remember what I mean? They had like gross faces on them. Yeah. And oh, you squeeze yeah. them and the eyes would pop out. Yeah. Stuff, like, or, or they'd just be like stressed. Really right. Long. And what were those called? I don't I remember. But all that type of stuff was like relatively successful, relatively garbage fr- pale kids. Well, garbage pale kids before oh, that. Yeah. Right. It was relatively fringe, successful, but kind of fringe and short-lived. I feel like Ninja Turtles was the first thing to lean into that to become completely mainstream in kids' consciousness, you know, to lean into the gross factor. And the cartoon wasn't that gross or whatever, but really, when you got into the toys, the toys pushed the envelope a little more than the cartoon did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Baxter Baxter Stockman was a... Fly head basically the fly. Yeah. 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 Basically the fly. I had the the guy who was like he was a mutagen trash pile where it came with he came with a bucket <laughs> of ooze that you could pull his oh, head off, yeah. which had a banana peel on it. You pour the <laughs> ooze in his head and it would leak out of his open mouth. <laughs> yeah. I mean parents just didn't know what to do with this at the time. <laughs> they were like my, I remember my mother was like, This is gross, but it's better than Pee Wee's Playhouse, so I'm okay with it. <laughs> Because Pee Wee's Playhouse was being overtly sexual <laughs> at the time, Gosh. but yeah, it was it was it was racy. I'm using quoting figure quoting fingers on the table in the terms of what had been available to children widespread at the time. Is that fair? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Which seems to be like what Sancho was alluding to. The source material was way worse. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Way, way worse. So, so the the very first comic is their origin story, and Shredder supposedly dies like right in that first comic. So long, Oroku Saki. He gets hit with with ninja stars in the guts, 
He gets stabbed through the chest by Leonardo. He gets knocked in the face off of off of a tall building by by uh, Donatello throwing his bow staff right in his face nice. as he's holding a thermal detonator or whatever it is. He's holding. <laughs> right. And there's an like, and there's an like, explosion like as he falls off like and that's how it starts. Nice. Um, he comes back a couple different times throughout the comics, but like it, he was he was. It's like it was him, and then they get into like the mousers and those Krang-like aliens, and then they're teleported like to another place. Krang-like um, aliens? Are you referring people from Dimension X? Yes, like the yes, rock. But it's dudes? not Dimension X. That's very Dimension X is very uh, cartoony. It's, it's is it? different. Like they go to they go to a they go to an alien planet where the um it's like dinosaurs. where the Triceratops yeah. guys are. <laughs> Yeah, okay, I remember them. Dinosaurs. Yeah. <clears throat> Dinosaurs. Uh, and then, like, Ooh. so that's, so, and you're only, like, six comics in at this point. <laughs> <laughs> and then the next three are, like, side stories or backstories or crossovers. Like, they bring in um, Cerebus, Cerebrus, the aardvark. Yeah. For one of them. And, right. uh And then, finally, like, on Comic 9, uh, Shredder shows up again, and... They they borrow or like the movie borrows this. Remember the movie where Rafa gets isolated and beat up by all the you mean soldiers? everything after the original cartoon? <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. So that actually was that actually happened to Leo in the comics. He was okay. the one. He was just out exercising and training. He sees a foot soldier and follows him and follows more and more and is eventually in this in a trap. And it's really, really well done. Reintroduction of Shredder there. The funny thing about the original Eastman and Laird run, I mean, and I think I learned, I believe I learned a lot about this from the Toys That Made Us. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that was a great episode. Uh Like, they really did that episode, I think, almost more than any other episode, except maybe the the Masters of the Universe and He-Man one, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. really dove into the origins of the whole thing, because those guys just made themselves available to talk about it all. Like it was, this was really like backdoor basement publishing, yeah. right? They yeah, they had put... no idea they'd become like millionaires. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, millionaires that have the the quintessential fallout and then reunification later. Yeah, on, right? and they, I remember in the thing they were talking <clears throat> about like, okay, well, what's the slowest thing we could think of that we could have as a ninja just because that would be funny. Oh well, let's use turtles. Yep. They're, I mean, <laughs> they're literally this... just being flippant about it. Yeah, yeah. And then end the up creating this thing like that it. that gets picked up and becomes iconic. Now, you know the the obviously the cartoon was a lot, uh, especially people around our age group was like, was the biggest intro to a lot of it. Garrett got intro to the toys. The toys came out in conjunction with the cartoon, but the toys were not styled at all to look like the cartoon <laughs> no, no not really no yeah some no. of the characters kind of were like that garbage dude i was talking about just now but the turtles themselves in the cartoon they had pupils in their eyes in the toys they had whites of their eyes like they did in the series like just sort of like uh, batman eyes mm-hmm. and this is where it starts for me that thing we're referring to where where every single Ninja Turtles property that, and there have been many have like dipped into the Eastman layered origins in different pieces and different ways than the other ones. And it starts to me with the toys. The toys were not synonymous with the series. There were 
some characters were, some things very much were, but other things like the Toitles themselves were very much not. And that's where the one thing that's always confused me, it's like, why not just commit? And there's almost an accidental genius, I think, in terms of we didn't 100% commit to the 80s cartoon. We like 80% committed, 70% committed to that. And then the rest of the comics, because I don't know, maybe accidentally this will have more longer legs than the cartoon will. You know? And it seems like yeah. everything thereafter has followed suit. But it's 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 continued into this long... How many different... Any, I, I don't know. I'm honestly... And I don't mean to throw you guys off guard. How many different series have we had? Cartoon now? series? Yeah. Or we even the live four. action one that happened after Secret of the Use came out. Or, right. I'm sorry, Ninja Turtles 3. I forgot about that with the yeah. girls. Yeah, with the with uh, Venus oh, de Milo gosh. is her name. Thank you very much. Either. I do not count that. No, we do. As awful as it was, it was I remember think being impressed with the production quality, despite the fact that the series was terrible. That the fact that they actually had people climb into these big, you know, suits and mm-hmm. actually put on this show. But I kind of like the fact that we had uh, you know, Splinter named the turtles after uh, after Renaissance artists, right? We have Leonardo, Michelangelo, Raphael, Donatello. I didn't. I did them out of order, and I apologize. But <laughs> and then by adding a girl, they called her Venus de Milo, which was a little confusing because yeah. <laughs> Venus de Milo is not a artist; it's a painting. Yeah, it's very misogynistic, if you ask me. Yeah. But at the time, there weren't a lot of female <laughs> artists that we can draw from that were mm, prominent. They called her Frida Kahlo or something. That would have been <laughs> a lot more modern, and she would have had to have a hair lip, but like or a hairy lip, or just just a unibrow. <laughs> Uni- yeah. yeah, a unibrow would would have done it. Yeah, fair, fair. The Ninja Turtles don't have eyebrows, but uh, they have eyebrow lumps in their uh-huh. in their bandanas <laughs> in the movies. But I don't know. I. I, I I, I'm just, there have been so many different iterations. Like they just keep starting mm-hmm. over with Ninja Turtles that mm-hmm. it's unbelievable that this concept has had the legs to just keep going for different generations. I don't even, I think there's series where I've not even seen a single episode and I love the Ninja Turtles when I was young. Yeah. They just had a, a yeah. new movie drop on Netflix, like within the last few weeks, I think. Really? But, yeah. I had no I idea. Was, I think, I don't know if it hit, uh, what was it called? Like, uh, but it was, I saw it on uh, Netflix the other day, and it said release 2022. Shut up! Yep. I want to watch it. Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the movie. Oh my the gosh. Movie. Ben oh. Schwartz is Leonardo. Of course, because oh. Ben Schwartz has to be the voice of something and everything now. Haley Thank Joe you, Sonic. Haley is Casey Jones. This is interesting. Who is Casey Jones? <laughs> Haley Joel Osment. Haley Joel Okay. I'm in. Okay. I would always prefer the guy from the prophecy, but okay. Interesting. Well, I'm not going to go through the whole cast. No, that's fair. Wow, that's that's. Is it? Oh, it's a cart. Oh, it's a cartoon based off of the um, the Cartoon Network design series. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. the that's the one I had a hard time getting into because of how different, like their body types are so different. They made like, them. They made them kind of look like the the newer live action. Yeah, the uh, the Michael Bay produced films. 
I agree. Kind of does, yeah. Like in the original cartoon I'd series, those existed. In the original cartoon <laughs> series, yeah, right. The only things that differed between the turtles were the color of their bandanas. And the maybe the letter on their belt. <laughs> I don't remember if that was just the figures of the series and the weapons that they carried. You know, Leonardo's blue, Donatello's purple, Raphael's red, Michelangelo is anywhere between yellow and orange, depending on who's animating that day. Mm-hmm. Um, the original Eastman and Laird, it was all black and white, but it was insinuated that they were all red. They all wore the same color. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh, Michael Bay comes along and says, what if they're like, different kinds of turtles they have like they're completely different builds and everything which hey that's fair i guess and so yeah this cartoon series which i don't think i've seen a single episode of on the cartoon network kind of picked that up and ran with it you know Raphael mm-hmm. is like big and hulking you know donatello maybe is a little scrawnier because he's the nerd he does machines guys did you know that oh yeah <laughs> still yeah <laughs> To this uh, day. Well, in fact, Donatello, in different series of the comics, different series of the episodes, we love to emphasize Donatello and his relationship with machines. Donatello has been completely blown up and had his brain downloaded into a downloaded into a cyborg version of himself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he has yeah. been turned into a partial cyborg because he's been damaged and they've had to replace his limbs with metallic oh, wow. parts. Like apparently the the fact that Donatello is the technical nerd, the tech guy, the IT guru of the group has been exploited so many times across the different properties that at this point, let's just make Donatello a robot and just go with it. And that's why I don't watch Ninja Turtles. No, dude, it's awesome. <laughs> Donatello. Don't it's so proper, man. You gotta the watch. little bit I did watch, Donatello was my favorite. At 100% agreed. And I, mm. I'm glad you I'm glad you leaned into this. I, I probably would have attacked this later, but uh, I disagree. I will say he was the best one in the video game. <clears throat> he had the longest reach. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. I would always go with Donnie in the arcade game or uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles to the arcade game on NES. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because of he because the Bo staff appeared to have the longest reach. What? That's all that as an aside, just because Howie tipped us in that direction, and I want to reward Howie for actually participating in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite Ninja Turtle? Sancho. I, I mean, it depends on the it depends on the iteration. Like oh, your initial favorite. Yeah. Fair. Um yeah, sure. My initial favorite was probably Leo. I liked his uh, leadership and yeah, his yeah. level headedness. I appreciated that. Yeah, Leo was the still center, the still mm-hmm. center of the turning wheel of Ninja Turtles. What color was he again? <laughs> Blue. Blue. Katanas. Yep. Derek? I am a Michelangelo guy. I will never I'm... disrespect a Michelangelo <laughs> person. I love Would you disrespect relief. anybody for liking one of the four, really? Mm, if they said Raphael and didn't back it up, yes. Every the other three, no, I would not. <laughs> yeah, Raphael is a one hundred percent legitimate response, but you got to back that up. I, I think, I think, uh, like you know, I, I like them all, obviously, but like uh, Sancho had me watch the two thousand twelve, two thousand twelve, right? Yeah, that's when that one. Yeah, uh huh. Hey, yeah. You guys like how these two are swapping notes outside of the group? <laughs> so, like, I think that's what that that 
run really made me appreciate Michelangelo. Yeah. yeah, he's he's dumb. I said but he's the most favorite. He's the best natural fighter on the team. Right. Like yeah. His, his right. instincts are insane. Yes. Right. And he doesn't like the others. Like Raph will use brute force. Donnie will depend too much on technology. And Leo will overthink. Yeah. Oh, he he and, is the he is the Mike just does. Yeah. Leonardo yeah. is the quintessential uh legends Luke Skywalker. Huh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He panics much. over what's the right thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I actually I haven't watched is that the Cartoon Network series? Well, the Nickelodeon Nickelodeon series. Is the ones getting no, no, it's Nickelodeon. Yeah, yeah, it's the nickel, it's the nickel. It's so good. The we Nickelodeon watched, series my watched took the whole, all five seasons. I, I haven't. I have. I've only probably watched maybe four episodes, but I know colloquially, and and Sancho, you know, confirm or deny that the Nickelodeon series took more risks along the like crazy themes that yes. were kind of laid out with the original comic uh-huh. series sure but sure. maybe never came to fruition the nickelodeon series seemed to lean into that and said let's go nuts the nick mm-hmm. series is got more gross than those action figures you were referencing <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. so gross and there's this whole um there's this whole series of episodes where they're like at this house in the wilderness and it goes through like each episode goes through every different horror trope of what would happen to a group of people in a house in the wilderness. I mean, doesn't the Nickelodeon series even go to the like the end of civilization? Yeah. Yeah, yeah like, like yeah, all of like humanity gets like, wiped out. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, and my mind like was blown and, when I came across that. I was like, wow, I need to yeah. sit down and commit. It's it and it's funny. Like our whole family was able to make it through all five seasons and we really enjoyed it. Like yeah. it was on um it was on Voodoo, it was on sale like all of them all together for like twelve bucks at one point. Oh gosh. It that's, was ridiculous. That's a no that's a that's a no brainer right there. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a good series. I, I've been watching through that. Yeah, just like Mikey is so funny. So freaking mm-hmm. hilarious. He I'm laughing out loud at his stupid antics. That's the thing about Mikey is that, you know, he's always portrayed as like the youngest of them, even though they're all relatively the same age. Mikey's the little brother, right? He's a little goofy. He's a little madcap. He doesn't maybe take every situation as seriously, but even okay. Without having seen that series, I've always felt that Michelangelo was, I'm not going to overthink this. I'm going to lean into what I do and I'm going to be cool with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? And they really capture the essence of that. Well, you know, some you're already sold, but I do have to say that in, there's some zanier things that happen in those, in those last season or two. One of them is that they do have sort of a multiverse crossover. The crossover. The I have seen versions. the crossover. And it's just so funny because yes. the other ones are just so goofy and dopey. And the serious ones are just like, I don't understand you. <laughs> so the the I I remember reading I was probably on like Gizmodo or AV Club or something that the cartoon series at the time was doing a crossover with the original cartoon mm-hmm. series and I'm like, "Well, yeah. I have to see and, this." And if I remember correctly, oh gosh, who is it, Garrick? Like one of the Donatello voices, and Raphael. Yeah, so the person who voices Raphael in the new one Voice Donatello in the old one or, or vice versa like, or vice versa. And so when they're actually like, they're like, Hey, we sound alike. Like they even point out the, those kind of things. Yeah. 
But um, it's really great when when that when they're because the version of Shredder in this one is so menacing and powerful. Mm. Um, but he's such an idiot after season one of the original cartoon. Yes, and he, he was. He became a bumbling villain after season. Yeah, one exactly. Of the That's I didn't stick with the cartoon for very long because I liked when Shredder was a threat. And that they quickly moved away from that. I did because I actually like the new character flavor of the week. I don't know why it's not only my thing, but like Mm -hmm. a lot of the tertiary characters that they brought in, the the people who be new mutants all the way down to like uh, Yoshi, whatever his name was, the rabbit. Asagi Yojimbo. Uh, Yeah. Thank Mm -hmm. you. Asagi Yojimbo. (laughs) How did you get that from Yoshi? Awesome. (laughs) But um, like, okay, right now outside of the studio door in my quote man cave, AKA Barbie den things happen when you get older. Um, on my shelf is uh what metalhead oh yeah. metalhead mm-hmm. one of my favorite figures and one of my favorite i think it was like a two-part series if i remember correctly where wasn't it krang that developed a robot turtle to fight the turtles and they kind of like reprogram him and to get him to you know i was just learning to love quote michael scott <laughs> <laughs> um, like he, the, you know, they get him to realize, and and the thing I love about this action figure was that you know in the in the cartoon his eyes lit up, so they may, put a translucent brain that was like the same sheet of plastic that connects the eyes. So if you move your finger over top of his head under a light source, it looks like his eyes are blinking, like it did when he talked in the cartoon series. I love that dumb stuff. Gosh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, and I've yeah. got they, that figure sitting on my job. bookshelf. They did a great job with their toys. They really did. Yeah. Really. Those are like iconic toys. It was hard to get them to stand up. <laughs> sure. Yeah. But beyond that, fabulous toys. And they were not cheap either. Mm-mm. But Mm-mm. I I digress a little bit. There are so many things to be said about all the different series of Ninja Turtles. I mean, the first movie I love all the way down to Corey Feldman is Donatello, but he was in prison during the second one. So they had to get someone else to play to do the voice. <laughs> And then the third one was awful, but I still loved it. I didn't go so, so the the. Oh wait, let me let me slow you down just a little bit. Please, we please do. I'm talk, everywhere. We have to talk about how you know these were. It wasn't CGI yet. These were guys, stuntmen in these giant rubber suits. Oh yeah, yeah, dude. Um, Freaking Jim Henson creature shop suits <laughs> yep. with really cool weapons. And then we get to the second one, and instead. Um, they're throwing cold cuts. They're yeah, using like salami drinks. instead yep. of nunchucks yep. because parents got upset. And so yep. we don't actually see them ever in this. And it's so weird to watch it and realize it now. I didn't notice it as a kid. We don't see them ever actually using their weapons in battle. Yeah. Except to like, like Leo, like throws his swords into the ceiling, jumps and grabs them and then kicks the guy yep. in the face. Yep. Honestly, so, you're 100% right. Uh, the when the first movie came out, it was the first movie that I ever made a point to see on opening night, and I saw it with that same buddy from church who kind of turned me on to Ninja Turtles. And his, we made his mom sit in the back row, <laughs> and we met a couple of teenage girls who were way older than us who had action figures <laughs> sitting next to us, and we thought we were all going to get married. Um, yeah, <laughs> Ninja Turtles two I saw on the second night. Ninja Turtles three I didn't see in theaters. <laughs> Same. I didn't see. I didn't see Turtles three till I was an adult. Oh really? I I think oh, I saw wow. it kind of not too long after it came out on video. 
But I think I think that the, in the trailer, watching the trailer on TV, when Donatello makes the joke, "Help, I'm a turtle and I can't get up." Yeah, I was I was uh, like, I, life that, alert! That immediately turned me off. Yep, life to the alert! Jokes. Movie. I was like, no, that's too lame. I'm not seeing this. I'm I glad think, I had the radar for that. I think my big problem movie. was that when the turtles travel through time, they're still naked. But when people travel through time, they have underwear on. That's a good point. <laughs> glad you care about continuity like that. Yeah, it barely yeah, that, bothered that, me. Uh, that first yeah. movie is just like mm-hmm. incredible. Even now. It's I so it dumb and awesome at the same time. That's why it's so good. Yes. Because it's so dumb. Like, all the lines are just awful. Oh, yeah. But they Mm -hmm. work because it's Ninja Turtle. They knew they were leaning into it. They knew what they were doing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They weren't trying to be something that they weren't. And it's crazy that the director was, like, a music video director before. Like, he he directed Take On Me, the aha. One of the best music videos of all time. (laughs) Wow. With the drawing. Yeah, that they got him. He directed a lot of uh, music videos. Yeah. And honestly, if you think about it, like with some of those big action fight scenes and stuff with the Foot Clan, it's strange how well those are portrayed. You know what's going on the whole time. To the slow motion, like dual turtle jumps, to Mikey spinning on his back with the nunchucks out. It's so clear, and it's not fellow chucker, eh? Yeah. (laughs) A just bandana. Yeah. As a kid, you're like, oh, snap. It's on now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like all the action is broken up into pieces in ways that are so well digestible, which yeah. it's funny because you look at like the Bourne movies and stuff like that, which are just a blur of nonsense. And you go, maybe a high paced music video director at the time was actually more well suited to do that kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know? The action is all very clear, very readable, but um, not slow. Right. In that first yeah. film. It's just They're a like good doing pace. Flips and yeah. s- all over the place. They're just actually doing flips yeah. in these like 80 pound suits. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Like really heavy suits <laughs> these bros are wearing. Um the other thing is that so the you know, we talked about how some things leaned into the comics more than others. So the series comes out and we've been watching or I'm sorry, the movie comes out. We've been watching a series where Splinter, you know, the the sensei of the turtles was a human named Hamato Yoshi with pet turtles and they get exposed to the mutagen and he had last contact. He also had a pet rat or something. So he becomes a part human pet rat. The turtles had had contact with him. So they became part human, part turtle. That was not the way it was in the series where they were all animals or in the comics mm-hmm. though. They were all animals and the movie comes out, and we all, these little kids have been watching right. the series, go out and see the movie, and suddenly Splinter, <laughs> who gives this entire backstory to Rachel, we haven't even talked about, that Rachel? Did I am blanking what? suddenly. Mean yeah, April? Rachel O'Neill. You Rachel right, O'Neill, yeah. thank yeah. you. Rachel wow. <laughs> From Friends. I completely... <laughs> April O'Neill. There you go. Thank you. Uh, where did I get Rachel? I even know. I knew she, it was she had April. The hair. She had the hair, man. Um, April O'Neil, like he gives her his whole verbal backstory and then a flashback. And it's like, I was a ret and a cage and my owner was Hamato Yoshi. Despite all my rage. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's Sorry. where the song came from. Splinter's and, just a rat in a cage. Yeah. And, and, it, and they go back the to the B-52 East, style. The, yeah, I'm not in a cage. 
come out to set sail. Oh, they go back to the Eastman and Laird or- origination where they were all animals. Splinter was right. actually a rat. And I mm-hmm. remember sitting in the theaters being completely confused. I'm like, why did they change this? Because I didn't have any. Most kids had no exposure to the comics at all. Right. But that's where it all kind of started. Like, Oroku Saki was the, you know, Hamato Yoshi's nemesis. And Oroku Saki becomes a shredder for whatever reason, right? But mm-hmm. in the movie, Oroku Saki was killed by Hamato Yoshi. And I was like, well, that's dark. <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching a cartoon on Channel 50. What the heck is this? You know? Um, And so it was kind of like throwing me for a loop. And so therein starts that whole chain where everything kind of dips in and out of of that lore. But, you know, that first movie did that. The second movie and the third movie seemed to try to gloss over that completely. I like the little puppet rat doing his ninja moves. (laughs) Yes, that was the best. (laughs) (laughs) It was so good. (laughs) It was like it was like baby Groot. Like, yeah. like early primordial, primordial baby Groot. And, and the and the kids' first words like pizza, pizza, yeah, pizza, pizza, pizza. <laughs> <laughs> that movie's so dumb. I love it. I love it. But I mean, it by the third movie, it was so lame. Like none of us saw it in theaters and stuff like that. And then the next feature film to come out after that point was an oh, was boy. a three D animated film. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. You one. did yep. forget about that one, which I saw in theaters because I was bored one day and did not have a life. Mm-hmm. And I told Garrick specifically, I said, "Dude, Patrick Stewart's in this." <laughs> yes, yes. And uh-huh. Garrick goes, well, "Maybe I will have to watch it <laughs> <laughs> because he was with the villain." Patrick Stewart was the voice of the villain. The other thing about that movie that I remember very specifically, first off. I had no idea a 3D animated Turtles was going to actually capture me the way it did so long after the fact. But Mm -hmm. also that entire scene in the diner where Raphael's fighting that little creature and it's all to Ram or not Ram Jam. Yeah, Ram Jam's Black Betty. Uh Oh, Black Betty. Bam, bam, Oh, Black Betty. And I never actually heard that song before at that point. And I was like, holy crap, this is catchy. Who picked this song for this scene this is a, like, honest to God, it sounds ridiculous, but I, at that point in the movie, which is pretty early on, I realized that I was watching A Labor of Love. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the relationship between Raph and Leo uh, has done so well in that in the movie. Mm-hmm. Well, and it was kind of a continuation from the first feature film where you get a feel that Leo's the leader, but Raphael's the rebel. And they're mm-hmm. never going to see eye to eye completely because of that. Mm-hmm. And it felt like just it felt continuity like it was an extension of that. Not that the first movie did it expertly, but that animated that first animated film felt like it was exploring that almost to a deeper degree. You know, the whole reason why we get introduced in that first film to Casey Jones is because Raphael's pissed and he's out doing his own thing, you know, and he, he wants to get his side. I lost a side. I can get it back. I can get it back. He wants to go find his side that he lost. And so he's out doing his own thing in his trench coat. By the way, I had that action figure. That's a good action figure. Raphael in the trench coat. That's right. They're, they're releasing a lot of the action figures from that movie in a better look. What, is it McFarlane Toys that's doing it? Well, if it's McFarlane Toys, yeah, it's definitely it going to be a better look because they're known for having 
very well detailed. Yeah, like a Casey Jones Raphael trench coat two pack, and it looked awesome. Ooh. Yeah, they're all they're all done as two packs. Yeah. So Sancho, I feel like as much as I loved the Ninja Turtles, I feel like I am outclassed by your fandom. <laughs> what is your favorite arc for Ninja Turtles? Just just like a uh, story arc in general? Sure. Gosh, Take it wherever you to, want. I may need to think about that. Garrick, do you have a <laughs> a quick answer in the chamber? Uh, I don't. <laughs> Because uh, so while you guys have a moment to think, I will say that in the original series, and this was really early on, but I actually loved Baxter Stockman's story because it 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 traversed several episodes with him being a scientist. Actually, it might have traversed a season. I don't recall him being a scientist, him being exposed to flies and mutagen becoming part fly. And then becoming like a constant in uh, Ninja Turtles lore. And I'd like to point out, although nowadays race swapping is a norm, Ninja mm-hmm. Turtles was ahead of the game and that Baxter Stockman became a black guy because yeah. they realized they didn't have enough racial representation. They're like, we need to, we need to do something about it. Even though I'm like, well, what race are turtles and rats? We don't know. But they took... All right, we'll take Baxter Stockman, and they they changed his race, and it worked. Worked just fine. Decades before it became mainstream to do that, so it worked just fine. You know what I mean? It didn't feel hackneyed or anything because they were way ahead of the curve in that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know if I've given you enough time to consider. <laughs> yeah, I think. <laughs> It's it's been done a couple times in different ways. I think my my favorite arc is any time where the where uh, Splinter is abducted in some way. Oh yeah, so the turtles have to figure out on their own like how to rally together, whether or not he's alive or not, and how to how to get him back. They do that in the first movie, but it's done elsewhere. Yes. pretty well too. It's just the 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 level of desperation that they hit. You don't really reach any kind of emotional peak. That's quite like that. And in the 2012 series, um, they take that they take that and push it really, really far and really, really? hard. And it's awesome. I gotta oh, watch that series. I will say of the the few ones I've watched, most of them been that 2012. The Rat King arc mm-hmm. was, I thought was pretty. Oh, is that the Rat one you're referring King. to? Or is there a later one? Oh, there's there's later where where he's gone, like he's oh. gone. Um, it, oh wow <laughs> it's really really good it's like really the, well done since the rat king can control rats with his mind that means mm-hmm. he can control splinter because he's a rat yep so yeah the turtles end up having to fight splinter like actual actual fight him but he still think. outclasses them as a fighter so. <laughs> yeah he still kicks their ass yeah he's awesome and it's it's cool because they're th- they're trying to throw their punches because they don't want to hurt him and then they realize oh we really got to do this because he's going to kill us right like, yeah dang that's pretty good pretty good for a dumb old cartoon <laughs> yeah um all right i'm gonna throw a few just a few questions at you guys what favorite toy mm. Mm. All right, i'll start you off again so we didn't have a lot of money growing up. I remember at one point I saved up a lot of money just doing various things as a kid. 
And the first big toy I bought myself, not Ninja Turtles, it was the uh, the kind of like uh, uh, Lockheed Martin looking futuristic uh, space shuttle for G.I. Joe. But the first big to- action figure toy I got as a present was the uh, the 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 wagon. The pa- oh yeah, that was good. Yeah, the the party wagon, the mm-hmm. Ninja Turtles, uh, the van, their van, mm-hmm. and it had you know like the uh, the kind of like button where like one was like strapped into a seat and comes out in the side and he can yeah. f- for whatever reason I guess fight the rear bumper of other cars and stuff like that. And I also had the pizza launcher. <laughs> which awesome. had, you had to put batteries in that thing because there's little yeah. wheels spinning in it and it would shoot pizzas out real fast and I thought I was hot stuff because we didn't have money and to have that kind of toy at the time was a big deal what about you guys I think I think mine was probably like the um, the original Casey Jones action figure he just had really cool accessories yeah. he had the, the golf bag with like the club and it didn't have the cricket bat but it had you know uh baseball bats and golf clubs and a jose canseco uh, bat did he, pay, yeah. did he pay money for it he probably didn't and then uh, and the hockey stick um but i still like including the the original case which could hold like you know five on top and five on bottom like i've still got the case and i've got uh the original four turtles the, the hard heads not the rubber heads nice um still Casey and Usagi Yojimbo, which is probably how I could say his name so quickly. Yeah. Um, uh, Shredder, uh, a foot soldier, Bebop, Rocksteady, and General Crag. Uh, oh, man. Trag? So I still got all of those. Was he um, the brown one or the gray one? Um, General Trag? Yeah. He was like, he's this big rock monster from yeah. Dimension X. Yeah. yeah was he? Guy. There were, In the cartoon, there was a brown one and a gray one that were like Krang's lackey. He's way more colorful in this, so I can't tell you which. Okay. Fair he's enough. Like super <laughs> colorful. Fair enough. He's got like a little lizard living inside one of his like crevices. <laughs> Interesting. You. They just went really well. They just went overboard on the details in cool ways with those yeah. action figures. Garrett, how many Ninja Turtle toys do you have? I I didn't have any because my friend had them all. Right, fair enough. <laughs> my my favorite one I like to play with was Ace Duck. Yeah, Ace Duck. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> oh my gosh! Wow! I would have loved to have been in the creative room when they were designing these toys and then trying to figure out how to fit them into stories. So it's right. like a yeah, it's like a you know anthropomorphic duck. He's wearing like a bomber jacket and he comes with wings so he can fly. He's basically Donald Duck, but the Air Force, not the Navy. Yeah, he's like uh, Howard the Duck. Yeah. You know, basically with a, a bomber jacket and a hat. And he, he came with a bandolier of grenades and a <laughs> pistol. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you can't beat him because he's got a pistol. What are the Ninja Turtles going to do? Right, right. Fair enough. So my next question is, how do you where do you fall on the subject of neutrinos? Neutrinos? Neutrinos. The 1950s punks from Dimension X that drove around in like hover 57 Chevys and 59 Cadillacs. <laughs> the, the, guy, the people from Book of Boba Fett? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. That's exactly so, what I started thinking. That's of. kind of why I brought that up. Because in the book of Boba Fett, I felt like they were ne- neutrinos on scooters instead of Cadillacs. <laughs> But they absolutely have, drove like hover Cadillacs in the in the original cartoon series. Yeah, that's hilarious. Well, that's I've a, got zero. I've got zero awareness of that. <laughs> I love out of my mind, is, man. They were they were rebels against all those rock dudes 
from Dimension. Oh, okay. They were like hmm. the teenage rebels. So yeah, pretty much exactly the the mods from Book of Boba. <laughs> oh yeah, there's a picture I found. <laughs> yep. Man, well, you found this it. Girls looks like uh, I don't know. It's got a pointy head. Yeah, they yeah they're a little weird. Look like pixies or something. Yeah, kind of, kind of. But fifties, big old shoulder pads. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so. What is what are the latest incarnations of turtles? Because I I've been so unplugged for years at this point. Other than the, the obviously apparently there's oh no 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 I remember what I want to say. All right, Sancho, I know you put them out of your mind until we talked about it earlier. Where do we fall on the Michael Bay produced Ninja Turtle movies? <laughs> I I hate both of them. Even the one where they try to like be more like. Like the original, we're really just trying to be like the cartoon. I feel like they're both just doing a terrible job of of pandering to who they think the audience is that they're trying to reach. But my my main criticism is that they're so big. <laughs> they're these huge. CGI characters. They're so big that like I, I I think it's in the second one. There's like one of them somehow ends up in a police station and needs to break out of a police station. And you're worried that the police are going to die yep. because of how big <laughs> this character is. They're yeah. not underdogs for no, that they are, reason. They are and it massive. Just, it just takes all the fun out of it for and me. It, in the series and even the original movies, they were actually shorter than the average person. Yeah, yeah. 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 I remember after the second movie came out, I went and saw it in the theater. So my brother and I could talk about it on our podcast which we haven't we haven't done in a long time the fantastic justice squad super wonder brother friends i think i got it right i don't even remember i still want to be a guest on that show i'm i'm upset that i've not received oh, my yeah. sorry about that I've been watching but my I, mailbox like you wouldn't even know but he asked me what i thought of the movie and i told him that before i went and saw it i made the huge mistake of buying the original the first movie on blu-ray and watching it first oh no and, I, and so i was like so it's like Looking at your high school yearbook and reminiscing what it was like dating your high school sweetheart before going on a blind date like with someone your age. Yeah, you're not wrong. That's a pretty apt description. Secret of the so, use. Yeah, yeah. Or I was going to secret of the use, but you're talking about we're we're talking about the Michael Bay film. Sorry. Yeah, I mean the second one was definitely more a little more fun than the first but that's yes. not a very high bar at all well the second one also said let's dial back the megan fox to make this watchable by anybody other than those touching themselves <laughs> because that's the only purpose she serves she's good looking wool but she's like the worst actress ever to grace the screen and not an enjoyable character in any way for april o'neill the second movie like let's lean away from that a little bit and focus on the turtles because the first movie was I felt pretty heavy on the April O'Neil character. I like April O'Neil as a character, but not Megan Fox. And they weren't even going to have Shredder at the beginning of that. For like that, just shows you how poorly they'd thought it through. Yeah. Like if there was fan uproar, and so they forced Shredder in at the end, and he does seem really forced. Yeah, that's true. So. I the styling of those films of the turtles in those films was awkward. But I actually enjoyed the characters of the turtles in those films, like the the voices, yeah, sure, and mm -hmm. the mannerisms. I I I, and you're right. The first one less so. The second one was more of felt like they cared more about the characters, but also the story wasn't super great. But I think I enjoyed them. I enjoyed them. It's not like uh, Michael Bay's Transformers, which I just hated. 
<laughs> you know. Boo. <laughs> right, Mike, you got Mike. Yeah, you got Mike, Mike back up. But I mean, but they you got him out of his shell. They both okay. The first Michael Bay Ninja Turtles movie and the Michael Bay Transformers first couple movies suffered from the same problems: two long action sequences, over the top, gigantic characters, and way too much of a focus on the human characters featuring actors that we don't care at all about and make us cringe yeah same mm-hmm. thing i mean do you guys remember the entire and megan fox you forgot megan fox no that's what i'm talking about the she's human the characters part, huh? that are played by actors we don't care about like no, oh yeah she was in both good call <laughs> like do you remember the entire scene in transformers about like shia labeouf's ca- parents talking to him about masturbating and that's okay yeah what the hell I michael remember, bay dude uh, optimus Prime peeing on stuff. Yeah, or no, it's Bumblebee. That was Bumblebee. Yeah, Bumblebee. He's peeing. Either way, it's just like, Classic. why is this here? What purpose? Remember does the transformer that had balls. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. They should, have the, they should have given the Ninja Turtle balls and made him pee on stuff. I don't feel like the Michael Bay produced Ninja Turtles movies were as bad as the Transformers movies, but they definitely had similar flavors. Not, I, I'm not referring to the pee when I say that. I just remember in the first Transformers movie when there's this scene where Starscream is like on the street and the camera work is done so well. Like he he jumps up and transforms and it's like slow motion, like a slingshot. You can see him like coiling and then boom, he takes off. And I'm just like, we have the technology to make Robotech now. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I care about. Yeah. I I don't, this movie's okay, but watching him like change midair fight, just destroying those actual regular jets. I'm just like, we can do Robotech now. We haven't done it, Yeah, but (laughs) we We sure have the technology. We sure haven't. Yeah. That was probably the high point. (laughs) But, but there's, there's also videos on how like the weight and the, uh, the fighting and how that's gone downhill from movie to movie, even with the transformers once, like they used to take care with scenes like that to show, to show like power and motion. Yeah. By the last ones, it's all just, you know, you can't even tell who's who and it's just a big mess. You're 100%. We got overconfident. We we really showed our own hubris toward our ability. (laughs) Yes. So Uh, I guess if I could give, if I could give them one compliment, it would be, Wow, the second Turtles movie was actually better. It, it was. wasn't downgrading right away what? and reusing footage right away. So, <laughs> was the second movie the one that had like the 30 minute long snowboarding scene? Yeah, and it has Bebop and Rocksteady. Yes. And, and yeah, and I remember Bebop was played by the, the kid in that wheelchair's dad from Malcolm in the Middle, <laughs> who was on Whose Line, Whose Line Is It Anyway a lot. And I thought that was the weirdest casting. He just lost a bunch of weight because he used to be a really big dude. He lost a bunch of weight. And they said, let's have let's have him play a dude half his age. <laughs> it was really weird, but it worked. The reason why I point out the snowboarding scene that was way too long, like Michael, Michael would get so mad. Watching <laughs> this. But that scene to what you were just saying about like the original Transformers movies and like having the weight and stuff like that. There was an intensity to that scene where I felt like they paid a lot of attention to the physicality of what was going on. There's like tanks and stuff like that. Yeah, that it was really intense. It went on too long, but it's like they were pulling. They were trying to recapture that spirit, mm-hmm. you know, 
I I didn't I did not hate that movie. First one was pretty bad. Second one, eh, I didn't hate it. There's never going to be a follow up. But I'm I'm anxious no. to see what new properties we're going with. I I except I, for that animated one that came out this year. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm 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 I want to look into it. I really do want to. So anyway, Ninja Turtles parting shots. What do we have? What do we What do we want going out of Ninja Turtles going forward? Mm. Howie wants absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I want a bed. I think I I think I'd have the same gripe I would about DC movies. Stick to the comic. Do the do a direct comic, live action. You can do it. You got the technology. You can build it. Everybody wears red. Everybody wears red. Dial it back. I don't think they'll ever go back to that. No, I don't think. No, they I don't won't. think they could. It's never, too. Ever. It's too iconic at this point. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, we haven't even touched. The video games, I feel right. like Revenge of Sh- uh, Shredder's Revenge was was what I wanted. Is that the one that came out in the past year? Yeah, the new the new beat 'em up that like pays homage to the original four player cabinet game and the Turtles in Time. Yeah, um, and a couple of other things, and Who it's got like out? Easter eggs from all from all of the franchises of turtles that's that's one i haven't gotten to it yet sancho but like Ooh, when it was yeah. first announced we were saying on the discord server that everybody should go out to betterkind.com and and join that we were all looking forward to that and i i have yet to carve out time to to go through that because i loved that original arcade game i it's the only arcade game i ever sat there and just pumped quarters into with a group of friends until we beat <laughs> mm-hmm. it that's it's probably uh, it's got the, my only exposure to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is that video game. <laughs> and it was ranked. a good one. It yeah. Was, yeah. So Shredder's Revenge, which is in that style, like straight up that style. Yeah. Like you can fall into manholes and you'll see your little eyes blink in the darkness and all that stuff. Uh, who put the lights out? <laughs> nine, nine out of ten on Steam. 97% like this video game wow. by Google users. 4.8 out of 5 rating. Um, uh I'm not sure what this thing is, but uh, I basically everybody, it's not only just pushing all the nostalgia buttons, it's like really well made. It's pretty long. And uh, there's like, there's like different, you can play arcade ver- style or there's another like way to play the game, um, different difficulty settings. And yeah. And unlike awesome. the original NES game. Yeah. Yeah, they let's are wearing their different color bandanas. <laughs> let's talk about that original one. I don't want to talk was... about that underwater bullcrap <laughs> with that like electrified uh, plankton or kelp or whatever that was. Screw that noise. It doesn't deserve to be sunlighted hard. right now. Hard. That game just... was so hard. It was but made by the same people who made the NES Batman game, which was also stinking hard. So I got I got some uh, some news. Some news sure. guys. Oh. Uh, it is. Yep, there we go. <laughs> well, boys. Sorry to interrupt, but I this is relevant to what you guys are talking about. So, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles video games. They're coming out with the Cowabunga Collection. Uh, mm-hmm. this? Yes, I've heard about this. Yes. It comes with 13 of mm-hmm. the classic games from yep. the arcade games, including Whoa. the original and Turtles in Time. Yep. The any All the NES games. The two Sega Genesis. What, one game. of which is the original in NES form. <laughs> yeah. Well, Tournament Fighters, Hyperstone Heist, Tournament Fighters. 
Oh, yeah. It's You've always got to have several versions of Tournament Fighters yeah, in there so, because there were know, differences includes, from platform to platform. Includes the original, you know, arcade uh, Manhattan Project, Tournament yep. uh, Turtles in Time, obviously. Comes out in 10 days from when you're Shut recording. up! 40 bucks. 40 bucks for 13. On, on that's, Switch, that's got the newest PS5, one? That's got Shredder's PS4. Revenge? No, it no, won't have Shredder's Revenge. Uh, that's a separate. That's a brand new game. I yeah. know. These are all the classic games. But forty bucks, I would definitely go in on that. For yeah, you can one. get it on. Yeah, it's on everything. Steam too. Even yeah, even Steam. Yep. Mm. Yep. Tempting. Mm -hmm. The Cowabunga Collection. I'm gonna I'm get so you toitles. Yeah, I guess you could get both of them for what, like sixty or seventy bucks, which is about one new game now. I don't know if Shredder's Revenge has price dropped yet. Probably not. Yeah. Uh, Tonight I died. It's on thirty five dollars right now. Yeah, okay, yeah, I think it started at fifty or forty. So yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, it, oh, Steam, it better be long yeah. for a side scroller beat him up at on that price. Steam, it's twenty five. Oh, right so, tempting. I want on Steam though. Yeah, I'm glad we took this little detour because that <laughs> the the media stuff. I I think there's plenty to comb through. Like I'd like to rewatch the 2012 series. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't think any movie will ever be as good as that first one. Like they'd have to really do something super creative. I'd have to, to get Corey Feldman. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that, but um, <laughs> what about but, Kinu? So Can me, we get Kinu in another movie? So for me, I think I think these games have have yeah have become like the crown jewel. It really does come down to how good those games were. Yeah. Yeah, they were so good, all of them. Those were my favorite arcade games of all time. The, the oh, yeah. I would say uh, the the original and the Hyperstone Heist or mm. Manhattan Project. I can't remember which one's which. Either way, that's tough. That's tough because I've also I've also got a really soft spot for the six player X Men dual screen oh, arcade. Yeah, no, yeah. but that's I mean really you're good. you're still rolling around in the midway heyday at that point. Yeah, Mortal yeah. Kombat, NBA Jam, <laughs> Turtles, X Men. Those that to me, that's the that's the real like rock 'em up and scratch your nuts era of uh, meaning. It until, feels good. Yeah, until everything became shooter games or racing games. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, yeah. Sad. Pretty much. But yep. for walking down nostalgia lane, it's nice to know there's new stuff coming out that it's definitely hearkening back to that. And uh, I'm probably going to go watch the Nickelodeon series. I'm feeling it, you guys. Do it. Yay. I'm feeling do it. it. Yeah. I had my druthers. You can do it right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, wanna, I just want to do a, I just want to do a voodoo price check right now. A okay, voodoo guys. price check of the series? Cause, yeah, because that's where I, we got the entire series. Like it was on like a bundle sale. Yeah. Do tell. I wait with Let's bated see. breath. I don't want to. I don't want to wait too long. I don't want to feel like I'm showing. I mean, some they're they're releasing hubris. them on. They re, they have the first season on Netflix right now. So if you want oh to. yeah, that's true. Just just season that. one, right? Uh, last time I checked. Oh, it's enough to wet my now. beak. I'll do yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, okay. So the complete series is it's currently fifty bucks. I think when I got it, it was like twenty five. So what um, you're telling me is that I should add voodoo sales to some kind of news feed. Yeah, so you can see so you can know um, when to get it. Yeah. Although weirdly, like seasons one and two are only 
like to get the DVDs of them on Amazon. It's only like $14 to get the first two seasons. Oh, but then after that, like it's so hard to hunt them down. They released them in a really weird way. Like they released them in arcs that aren't even full seasons. And yeah. you'll end up spending like 140 bucks to track them all down. Yep. It's not worth it. Oh, man. So. It's like Mike watching Game of Thrones. Wait, what? Yes. <laughs> or whatever. Or Mike watching Rebels. That's what it was. Yeah. Rebels. Rebels. Oh, oh, oh on Rebels. Amazon, where Rebels. they were yeah. splitting up. Oh, gosh. That oh, was so that's annoying. right. Jeez. <laughs> you still I, uh, own those, Mike. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I will, yeah. So, you know. I think they I took it back. Out. I think I got them to give me my refund. Nice. If I could nice. go, <laughs> if I could go back to one one more time to your favorite arc question. Sure. Question. There's another really cool arc in this show because um, one of the things they do is Shredder has a daughter, and it turns out that Splinter thought his wife and daughter were killed by Shredder, but Shredder actually just took his daughter and oh. raised her as his own. So he Always has a daughter. A harsh one. So he has a daughter who thinks that that splinter is the one who killed her mom and that arc and the journey she goes on goes for several seasons and it's really good i think i heard about that yeah it's pretty cool yeah i'll just talk about ninja turtles making me like want more ninja turtles and that's the thing about ninja turtles is that there are so many different groups of people that have come in and demonstrated their love and creativity for this franchise which feels so specific they are teenage, they are mutant, they are ninja, and they are turtles. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. But yet, look at how many iterations <laughs> it's gone through and how many different people have said, no, 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 I got this. It stood the test of time and it's transcended generations in a way that something called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I don't feel like should have been able to do. Yeah, yeah. But it's oh, well, mm-hmm. good. it scratches the right kind of things because... You've got the group dynamics dealing with the different roles within a group. You've got the like the master apprentice dynamics and all that stuff. And then all these tertiary characters that have to deal with their own transformations. It's weird. It's like the sophomoric thing that can actually have kind of some subtle, mature overtones. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the story. Yeah. The storytelling can get really, really good. I will say that uh, supposedly we have we just actually completely skipped over it. There was a 2003 Nickelodeon series, which there, is animated, I, not what? CGI. So don't oh. confuse that with the 2012 one, which we're talking about. I had no I, idea. Yeah, I, I, I haven't watched it yet. I've just seen some YouTube videos where they do like compare and contrast. And from what I gather, this one is actually the closest to the comics. Oh, Ooh, weird. So, so what am I? What's next on my docket will be um, probably catching up with that one, or seeing if I can watch the first couple episodes and see what I think about it. Awesome. Mm. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I would like for you to join us on our Discord. If you go to better betterkind.com, check on the Discord. I'm going to try this again. Go to betterkind.com, <laughs> click on the Discord link, join us, and tell us what your Ninja Turtles memories are. Was it uh, thinking that you're going to marry a much older girl because she has an action figure in her hand like it was for me? Oh. (laughs) Wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, those girls were, I mean, they were kind of hot because they were older than us. I don't know if to their peers they were attractive, but to younger men of the age of like, I don't know, 10, 11, gorgeous. I was was madly in love for the the two hours that we sat next. I want to know what your Ninja Turtle memories are uh, from like 
watching another kid rip open the present at a birthday party to unveil that he's got like the special figure wanted or he's got the party blimp and you don't know even what the process is to inflate that thing because <laughs> it was like cloth or something or plastic i don't even remember but these toys were all over the place or if you i want to know did you have or did you know someone with the technodrome playset? Oh my goodness! It's like knowing somebody with the Death Star, or the or Omega Supreme. Oh, <laughs> Mike perked Whoa. up. I owned that. <laughs> no, <Nuh-uh. laughs> I did. Or the USS Flag. Uh, I did know someone who had that. Yeah, I didn't, but I feel like everybody else knew somebody. I want to know if you knew somebody with the Technodrome. Join us there. Also, wherever uh, you get the podcast, run out and give us a nice little review so we reach more listeners just like you. But we're going to tie this one up here because otherwise, Sancho, me and Garrick are going to gush all night long and Garrick oh, no. or, and Howie and Mike are going to fall asleep. So, oh. having said <laughs> that, I'm Corey. Already. Over there's Mike. Wow. <laughs> Over there's Howie. Night. Over there's Garrick. Struthers. Oh, there's Sancho. It would behoove you to go on YouTube and type in SGDQ 2022 Eco. Listen to this guy pimping out his own record <laughs> that he said. ICO. ICO. Professional speedrunner speed run Sancho over here. For Summer Games Done Quick, flew up to Minnesota. We raised a little over $3 million for Doctors Without Borders. Ooh, $3 million? Over the course of a week, yep. Damn. And wow. I was blessed to be a part of that. It was so fun. Awesome, man. That I get. Wow. Is I did I did not know that figure, and Three I I'm a little aghast right now. Million dollars. That's well done, Sancho. Yeah. That's a good cause too. Dave. We're yeah, we're lucky to have you in HR. <laughs> <laughs> Happy to be here. <laughs> but in the meantime, at the risk of showing my own hubris, I got to tie this one off. We are jelly. Gus, I I love being a turtle fan.